Hello, welcome to Big Faith, hosted by Simple Truth Campus Ministry at the University of Arkansas. Sometimes the Bible says something that challenges us and challenges our faith, but I think that that's so good because if our faith is never challenged, if we personally are never challenged, then our faith will remain small and weak. But if we want our faith to be big and strong, then it's good for us to challenge ourselves with the Bible and with what it says. My name is Josh. I am back. Uh, sorry for, for being gone for a few weeks, but I needed a little time to heal from some minor head trauma. I am okay, so no worries. But if you feel like praying for something, you can go ahead and pray for me if you'd like. Uh, and I'm joined here by Cesar. Hello, everyone. And Hazel. What's up, guys? Hazel is a guest, actually not from our Simple Truth Campus Ministry. She is. Uh, she helps lead uh, our sister campus ministry, Alpha Omega, in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, so so good to to have you on as our as our guest, Hazel. Yeah. How do you feel like? For having me. Yeah. How do you feel being on? You know, it's one of those things where I've always listened to podcasts. I've never been on one. So this is different, but I'm excited. <laughs> this could be your calling, you know? It could be, right. <laughs> and, and this podcast is, is going to be the, the thing that made you realize that. I, wow. I'm so excited for that opportunity, you know? Bro, thank you for giving me this opportunity. Cesar, <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well, how are you feeling being on the podcast again? I'm pretty good. I enjoy podcast and I, I, I enjoy talking. <laughs> Especially about <laughs> scriptures. <laughs> yeah, that's the best thing to talk about. Uh, I'm excited too. Uh, you viewers at home or listeners, I guess, don't know this, but maybe you can hear it. Cesar is using an impeccable microphone, I think. So <laughs> I'm really excited to hear uh, how his uh, just beautiful voice really comes through. And our podcast here. Uh, podcast career. <laughs> Without further ado, we are going to get into the scripture. Uh, and Cesar is going to read it for us today. So he's going to be in Mark chapter 7, uh, starting in verse 14. 14 starts. Again, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, listen to me, everyone, and understand this. Nothing outside a person can defile them by going into them. Rather, it is what comes out of a person that defiles them. After he left the crowd and entered the house, his disciples asked about this parable. Are you dull, he asked? Don't you see that nothing that enters a person from the outside can defile them? For it doesn't go into their heart, but into their stomach, then out of the body. In saying this, Jesus declared all food clean. He went on, what comes out of a person is what defiles them. For it is from within, out of a person's heart. That evil thoughts that come, sexual immorality, theft, murder, adultery, greed, malice, deceit, lewdness, envy, slander, arrogance, and folly. All of these evils come from inside and defile a person. Amen. Thanks for reading that, Cesar. I love this scripture a lot. I think it's really interesting, and I'm excited to get to talk about it with you guys. Uh, Hazel, what do you find interesting or kind of what sticks out to you from this passage? Yeah, that's a good question. It's funny because... I, I read this and Jesus just sounds like such 
a savage. Like called it, I, I call <laughs> yeah. it like one of the savage Jesus moments. Cause he's just going in. He's and he, in verse 18, he's like, are you so, so dull? It's like, okay, Jesus, I see you. But I love, I think the thing that stands out to me the most in verse 20 through 23, he talks about what comes out of a person is what defiles them. And I think I just appreciate how Jesus is like encouraging like people to take responsibility for their sin um, and take responsibility for what, you know, just what is in their heart. I think it's really easy to, you know, blame, oh, my circumstances weren't ideal or this didn't go well. So then in turn, I just had to sin or, you know, this was bad or this person said this to me. So of course I had to get angry, you know, like it's in Jesus is like, no, like, you chose, you made the decision. It's what comes out of your heart that is sinful. And so I just think, I think this whole thing is really good. And he said that he even says it twice. He says it in verse 15 and he says it in verse 20, like, you know, um, don't get it twisted. Right. 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 Like don't get confused. (laughs) Like hear what I'm saying. Truth. But, but yeah. Yeah. I really appreciate you bringing that up. I think, man, it's so easy to give excuses. Uh, and honestly, like that's the very first reaction to being confronted with our sin that humanity mm. ever gave, right? All the way back yes. to Genesis 3 when uh, Adam and Eve sinned. And, you know, we can be like, oh, they're stupid. We would have done the same thing, I'm sure. Exactly, right. The same thing uh, in the same situation. And so what do we see them do? Well, Adam's like, ah, oh, well, Eve gave me the fruit. It's her fault. And then what does she do? She's like, ah, the snake made me do it. And so Mm. like immediately we just try and make excuses or shift the blame and what you're saying here. And and I definitely agree that what Jesus is saying here is you you can't afford to do that with your own sin. When you indulge in any of those evils uh, that Cesar so eloquently read for us uh, that <laughs> when you when you really practice those things, it's no one else's fault. It's your fault. And, yeah. you know, I think uh, I've heard uh, arguments in philosophy that are kind of like, oh, you know, is it nature versus nurture? Uh, this idea of are we a product of our environment or is there something built in to what makes us us, you know? Uh, and that's a pretty deep argument that I think this answers a little bit. I'm not trying to say that environment doesn't matter, that it doesn't have any effect, but it's certainly not where we can place the blame. Right. Uh, And I love that Jesus makes a really clear statement here, uh, making that his obvious stance. He's not beating around the bush, you know? Uh, He's saying, look, it's on you if you sin. Uh, Cesar, what do you think about uh, what Hazel said or my response to that? Um, so first, I, I would like to jump in the same boat as Hazel at the beginning here. He says um, this passion 15, right? And then I have to read that a couple of times and say, well, what's he trying to say with this? And then later, he's like, <laughs> his disciples basically did the same thing I was thinking. He's like, <laughs> he's like are you dull? So I'm like, all right. <laughs> so, so then, but I really do enjoy how, how Hazel said it. It's like, I think it's the easiest way to for to explain the things that we do basically it's the easiest way out it's like oh man i did this but it was because i was in this many situations and and all this and that's why i had to like hit that person that's right. why they said this but mm-hmm. you know it's 
and it, and Jesus is like, no, no, you, that's, that's not true. <laughs> at the end of the day, he's basically saying at the end of the day, it's your decision. At the end of the day, it's all on you. Sure. And I like how you said it as well, how, hey, these things influence it. Yes, they affect it. They come into play. But always at the end of the day, it is on the person. And it's right. Like, Right. Yeah, I like that a lot. I think even Josh, what you were saying about nature versus nurture, I think I'm a psych, I'm a psychology minor. And so a lot of what we talk like, that's like, such like a big topic in psychology is, you know, this big debate on, are we a product of our environment? Or is it genetics? And I think there's just so much, I think, from a biblical perspective. And I just think, you know, trying to follow Jesus, it's like, you know, my one of my mentors, my one of my favorite mentors in the faith is always encouraging me to, you know, take responsibility for what you can. Um, and it's mm. not because it's just, you know, it's just about, you know, what can you take responsibility for? Like, cause circumstances are not always going to be ideal. Like, you know, someone's always going to say something that's going to rub you the wrong way, or, you know, you're going to go to the store and, you know, there's going to be something, whatever, someone's going to talk to you some type of way or, I don't know you, the the weather is bad or your car breaks down, you know, like circumstances aren't always going to be ideal, but it's like, you know, am I going to choose to be like Jesus or am I going to choose to blame my environment and choose, you know, because at the end of the day, it's like, okay, it's just, and that's something I just, I love when she says that, you know, Hazel, what can you take responsibility for? Like, Mm -hmm. okay, I understand that not everything was perfect, but what did you do wrong? What can you take responsibility for? I think like that statement has helped me so much. Yeah. Uh, and that's a challenging statement to even question for yourself or have somebody hold you accountable by asking you that, like, Hazel, what can you uh, be accountable for? Or, right. Or find yourself, a, you know, uh, I think that that's, that's so challenging. It's so hard to apply to your life consistently because none of us enjoy being wrong or doing Mm -hmm. we all want to be in the right we all want to uh, do what's right and it's easier simpler maybe to to just say you know what I I would rather just not work on doing more of what's right and do more of twisting what I already did to sound more right yes at least in in that's my sinful nature is to kind of twist and construe things in a more favorable light to me uh to i don't know like make people think of me the way i want them to think of me uh i don't mm. know if that makes any sense but I, it I does think, make sense you know jesus is kind of speaking to that type of a of a heart when he says this of like look if you sin there there's no other place that that comes from but your heart mm. uh, and i think that that's kind of what this scripture in a lot of ways boils down to is that it, it's really a reflection of the state of your heart. Uh, what kind of sin you give into or whatever is going on, whatever you do in your life uh, will be coming out of your heart. It's not about, you know, oh, well, I ate some bad sushi or <laughs> I don't know <laughs> exactly right. what, with what goes into your body. But, you know, I think it's scary to have mm. that visible to like know what's in your heart, especially after you've sinned is like, oh man, my heart is not where it needs to be. 
if, if that's right. what I'm doing, uh, which is an eternal state. I say eternal. I think it'll get better once we're in heaven, right? Amen. No more sin. Yes. I'm excited Amen. for that day. But until then, we're in this uh, perpetual struggle of our heart never quite being where it needs to be. Uh, mm. And a reflection of that is that we will continue to sin and we will continue to fall short. Uh, I do want to talk about what both of you have already referenced. So we can come back to this idea if we want later, but uh, just this idea of Jesus being savage. <laughs> right? uh, you guys both pointed out verse 18 where he says, are you so dull? And I'm yes. like, I felt the same thing. Uh, you know, Cesar, do you feel like Jesus is being inconsiderate or rude even? Uh, how do you feel when he says, are you so dull? Let's dig into that a little bit. I feel like Jesus knows his time right there. So he, he knows that he's here for a purpose. He knows that he, he has to just get to the point to, for them to get what they, for him to, for him, for them to get what he's trying to say, because they, he just wants them to understand like, yes. And it does sound a bit, um, I I say a bit aggressive, uh, a bit rude, making him be, can him be a bit more sensitive about that? It's all, it's all true. But at the same time, if you think about it, would it have been would it have been so like impactful if he would have been like, well, you know what? Let me explain to you a little bit, okay? Mm. <laughs> I think I think it was more of an impact. He just say, "Are you so dull?" So I think Jesus wanted to make that impact on them and for them to remember that moment and for them to just carry on in history, like clearly did. So <laughs> right, it just seems so uh, so savage, even with what you were saying earlier of like you know, just having read what we read right above this, and there's a little more context uh, leading up to this, right? He's confronting the Pharisees a little bit about um, nullifying the word of God by their traditions. Love that passage, and I encourage you listeners uh, and uh, us three that are on here as well to read that in our own time, but it just doesn't seem that clear, and Jesus is like, are you guys kidding me? This should be really obvious, (laughs) You know, mm. uh, and so I don't know where's Jesus coming from is kind of my question of we maybe uh, I, I agree with you, Cesar, and Hazel hasn't really commented on it, but like I don't know if it was that clear uh, what he really meant in verses like 14 through 15. And then when they had a question about it, Jesus, is like, come on, guys, this should be obvious. Uh, so, mm. Hazel, I want to extend the question to you. Where's he coming from with being so savage? I do appreciate Cesar your que- or your answer to that of, of you know he only had three years in his ministry. He can't beat around the bush all the time. Uh, right. Just you know never say what needs to be said. Uh, so I I totally feel that. But Hazel, do you have anything to add to that? My first thought was I wonder if you know because I think Jesus was so, you know Jesus was after the heart. Like Jesus was. Mm you know, always trying to disciple people's hearts or just like convict people's hearts. And so I wonder if he just knew that maybe they had, were struggling with like taking responsibility for their sin, or if he knew that they were in a place that they just, you know, were just being really prideful. Um, Like, I wonder, it doesn't say that, it doesn't say what questions they asked him. It doesn't say specifically what they asked, but it just says, his disciples asked him about the parable. And so I wonder if there was just this sense of pride or this sense of, you know, 
oh, geez, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, do you remember that one time we, you know, this guy said this and I had a reason to be angry. And, you know, Jesus like, are you so dull? Like, what are you talking about? You don't understand. Like, no, are you choosing to not understand? And because I think sometimes when um, it's so funny, my dad all the time growing up, I, he would like tell me something that I really needed to hear. Um, like, for example, he would tell me like, you know, why didn't you clean the kitchen for your mom? And I'd be like, well, I don't understand. He'd be like, stop you do understand. You just don't want to understand. You're choosing to not understand. <laughs> you understand perfectly what I'm saying to you. You just made the decision just then to pretend and act like, oh, I don't get it. And so I wonder if the disciples kind of had this similar, you know, like attitude of, oh, like, you know, but Jesus, you know, like, what about this? And what about that? Like, what about, you know, and Jesus is like, you just do you, why don't you understand so that's what i think sure man that that's that's crazy uh i could i can picture your dad saying that too uh, <laughs> so uh, that actually made me think I mean, think about this so what if like jesus wanted them to like follow up basically he like put out this statement and he's like okay i know if i just told him straight they wouldn't take it so i'm gonna mm. make really just weird statement so they follow up on me and then i'm gonna hit him with it <laughs> mm, that's a good point that's a really good point yeah so maybe and, it's a better lesson yeah and uh i know there's another place i can't remember where it exactly happens uh but that you know they even ask jesus like why do you make your parables so hard to understand <laughs> uh, and he says something like uh that He's communicating the truth, but it's veiled to others, but he wants to unveil it to his disciples. Uh, mm. Like that he specifically wants it to be hard to understand for other people, but then when they follow up and ask him later, that he wants to reveal that truth to them, uh, which is a really interesting standpoint for him to be in of, you know, maybe even being a little... Uh, mystical isn't the right word, but veiled with with how he talks to almost incite us to want to dig in and see more of what's really going on. You know, like if he said something straight, we'd just be like, oh, that's Jesus saying everything really obviously all the time. But right. If, if he, right. you know, puts it a little more nuance to his statement, it kind of intrigues the listener to be like, hmm, what? What is he really talking about there? Uh, and I, I think that maybe we have lost that heart a little bit in our kind of information age of mm -hmm. we just want the answers right now. You know, like if I don't know the definition of a word, well, type it up in Google and yep. it gives me the, the textbook definition right there. So I like my facts, uh, you know, handed to me on a silver platter. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what our culture is all about. Whereas Jesus is kind of like, look, I want you to look into this. I want you to really wrestle. What is Jesus talking about here? What is he really getting across? What's the what's important about what he's communicating and not just the facts themselves, but the heart kind of behind what he's sharing. I think there are a million answers to this. And even another one, I'm not going to go that in depth to it, but you know, they had the whole Old Testament to know and understand what Jesus was saying. Because really, right. what Jesus is saying here is not new. 
uh, right? The fact that God looks at the heart and that our actions flow from the heart, that is written all over the, the pages of the Old Testament. So when they're like, oh, Jesus, what are you saying? Right. Uh, like, <laughs> are you kidding me? Like you've had, I learned this from reading the Old Testament, right? Because Jesus mm. just, he poured over the pages uh, of the, the Old Testament and dug into understanding those things when he was a kid and astounded people when he was a kid at the temples of his understanding of those things. But it wasn't just magic. It was that he was pouring it over it and, and really going into it. And so, you know, these guys are like, uh, I've never heard this before. And he's like, uh, come on, haven't you read anything in the Old Testament? Like, right. I've said this before. Like, I've referenced passages, I'm sure, with them that said the same thing. So, I don't know. It could be any or all of that. Uh, I totally right. feel that. Um, yeah. One thing that kind of stuck out to me that I want to talk about, I feel like I'm talking a lot. So, I'll, I'll cut this little short <laughs> You're doing and open great. up to one of you guys, um, is verse 16 here is gone uh it has vanished and my footnotes say it's a reference to a another scripture uh, chapter 4 verse 23 i believe uh which Mm -hmm. basically says he who has ears to hear let them hear which uh Mm. he he says elsewhere in this same passage uh effectively like verse 14 listen to me everyone and understand this kind of along the same lines uh why do you think they took that out. Uh, I guess I'll open it up to Hazel. Why mm. do you think they took out verse 16 here? That's a really good question. I I wonder. I don't know. I feel like, because, you know, he who has ears, let them hear. I don't know why they would have taken that out. Right. Because I feel like that's such a powerful, you know, if you have ears, you know, it's a choice to listen. But I wonder if it just is kind of that, that, thinking of okay like it's a choice to it's a choice to hear it's a choice to you know the sin in your heart that's your decision and Mm. so I don't know it kind of it's kind of confusing to me I'm interested to hear what you guys think because I I I don't know why they why they would have taken that out or yeah you know Uh, what the heart of that was right and um I could be wrong about this so if you're a listener uh feel free to fact check me and uh, you know, message me somehow and inform me that I'm wrong or right either way. But I think that uh, he who has ears to hear, let them hear is one of, if not the most stated phrase by Jesus in the Bible. Right. Uh, so it's like one of his most quoted things, uh, which I think is interesting in and of itself. Maybe we can talk about that in a sec, but Cesar, do you have any thoughts of why they took it out? Uh, so what you said actually makes a lot of sense. I was thinking more along the lines like, like it says, he who, who has ears to hear, uh, let them hear. Mm-hmm. Basically kind of goes back to the part where it's like, hey, if you want to know more about this, ask. Basically, come <laughs> hear more about it. So right. I feel like by them taking it out, it's kind of a way saying, uh, saying, Part of it is like, oh, well, it says so many times, you know, but just might as well just put a footnote on there. But also like, hey, if you're more interested in this, actually look into it. <laughs> so sure. like, just like the disciples were like, what's he saying? Let me ask him. <laughs> right. 
Um, my footnote, I, I appreciate both of you guys' uh, inputs. Uh, maybe this is something to add here, but my footnote, maybe I'm just reading into it a little bit, but mine says some manuscripts include here the words of chapter 4, verse 23. And so what that tells me is not all of them even include that, uh, right? That, mm. you know, uh, we have now the Bible that's been put all together completely, but in the days that this came out, quote unquote, that it was being passed around, it seems like there were multiple versions. And some of those versions included verse 16 and some of them did not. Interesting. Uh, which kind of puts the, the people that put together the Bible in a weird spot of like, well, do I include it or not? Do I have something there that says it or not? Do I maybe put it in italics? Uh, like, um, I think John 8, the the first like 11 verses of John 8 is in italics because huh. they're not sure if that's where it actually goes. Like they've right. recovered that, but they don't know if it goes there or maybe even somewhere in Luke. They just had to put it where they thought it was best, um, which is so intriguing to me of of how the Bible came to be where it's at now. Uh, that they included it in there, but also were like, well, we're not totally sure if it goes here. <laughs> um, right. So, but it poses such an interesting question, maybe one that doesn't even really have a good answer. Of right. How do you even decide? <laughs> right. Right. Who pulls that trigger of like, this This verse does not get to be in the Bible. Or right. this verse does. Um, I don't know. Such a Such a weird thing. Hazel, do you have any other thoughts about any of that? No, I think what you're saying is, I think the question of, you know, I, I just think, yeah, like, I just think it's so funny reading the Bible. I, I, John 8, it's, it's, every time I read that, I, I get confused about the italics and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right. Like some manuscripts, they don't know. Like, <laughs> so I don't know. I just, I think it's, it's one of those things that I, I feel like I have to, cause I think it's easy for these things to go over my head. It's like, why isn't that there? You know, why was, why isn't this? you know, why in some manuscripts is it there and some it's not. And I think at the end of the day, I just have to be like, okay, this came from the mouth of Jesus and it's in the Bible and I'm going to follow it. Right. <laughs> like I just, it's really easy for me. I think sometimes to like go down the rabbit hole of just ifs and what ifs and that. Mm -hmm. And I just think it's, you know, one of those things that I, I just think Jesus was very intentional with his words um, right. and so I never, I feel like it's good for me to just remember that the, like there was intentionality behind, you know, whatever this is, whether, you know, he, he who has ears, let them hear, whether that is put in here or not. I think there was, a, there's a lot of intentionality with Jesus's words specifically. So I just have to remember that for myself. Yeah, that's good. And I, I love this kind of duality that the Bible presents that it is uh, really good to ask questions about these things, right? Right. Like, uh, and, and if there's one thing I want uh, for you listeners to take away from our Big Faith podcast, it's that it's healthy to ask questions. Like if you don't understand something about the passage or something strikes you as odd or weird, figure it out. Like, and that's not a like, well, you're stupid sort of thing like it's natural to have questions it's right. totally understandable to not understand and so yes. 
but the correct response is not to just be like, well, I don't understand. I guess it's not going to affect my life now. It's right. that we should dig into what the passage uh, really gets to. But uh, the cool part of that duality is that it can't end with asking questions. Uh, because mm. if all you do is understand stuff about the Bible, that's useless. You have to live it out. Uh, one thing I heard, I think it was actually from your dad, Hazel, uh, mm. that I thought was really interesting was, you know, if th this kind of almost parable, if you have a, a parent and a child and the parent right. like, hey, take out the trash uh, before I get home and then they leave. And then the kid sits there and muses and thinks, oh, take out the trash. What did my, what did my parent mean by that? Uh, you know, uh, let, me, let me look up the Greek for the word trash and look at all the, you know, what's interesting about all of that. Oh, man, that's so cool. And, oh, you know, maybe by trash he meant garbage or maybe he meant something who – uh, is like posting bad things on the internet. They're trash. I don't know. You know, like uh -huh. they look into all these vernaculars and then the, the parent comes home and they look and the trash wasn't taken out. Right. Like, is that parent going to be happy that their kid mused about what it meant to take out the trash? And maybe even the parent comes home and they're like, oh, mom, dad, whatever. Like, I, I just thought it was so interesting that you shared all this. Uh, and the man, the depth behind take out the trash is so incredible. <laughs> Why didn't you do it? Right? Like who cares that you mused over it all the time if you don't actually take out the trash, right? If I'm a parent, I'm not a parent uh, by any means. So I'm not totally sure, but I would not be pleased if my kid just straight up didn't do it, no matter how much research went into not doing it. Right. Um, and so that duality, I think, is so cool and interesting to me uh, about scripture as a whole is, man, we really have to be willing to dig in for those answers. But at the same time, if digging's all we do, we miss the point Yeah, uh, because we're not really living it out. Cesar, do you have any thoughts about any of that? I thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really interesting analogy, though, about the trash. Um, yeah, it's 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 simple to understand. It's like, hey, you can search all you want, but the point is, did you do it or not? <laughs> right. You know. But yeah, that's all I got. Yep. And honestly, this scripture kind of speaks volumes of that, right? Jesus is saying either you you take responsibility or you don't, uh, and that's just how it's going to be. But if you have ears to hear, you should hear this, right? This is good stuff. Uh, is, is what Jesus is getting at. And so uh, I really love what Jesus shares here. Hazel, do you have any last minute thoughts? You know, I don't. I just, I love that we were able to like, you know, look into the scripture. I think this is something that I, I just, I said, no, I don't have any last minute thoughts and I'm sharing my last minute thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Go for it. So yes, I do have last minute thoughts. I, um, I think this is a, uh, I don't know, just a good reminder for me, just, I think specifically, like, you know, my circumstances don't have to be perfect for me to be righteous, you know, it's not about things going a certain way in order for me to be spiritual, I think, no matter what, I think about the circumstances we're in right now, like, we're in the middle of a pandemic, there's a lot of racial and social just injustice, and I just, you know, things aren't, you know, some things are just really hard right now, but at mm -hmm. the end of the day, I have to choose 
to be like Jesus. And even though things are crazy and things are hard and I can't see people that I want and, you know, it's, it's still at the end of the day, am I, 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 that's not an excuse to be sinful. So I just thank you for, for letting us meditate in this today or choosing this scripture. This is really good for my heart. Thank you guys so much for joining us, you listeners. And thank you, Cesar and Hazel, for joining me here on the podcast. This has been Big Faith with Simple Truth. Make sure you guys tune in next week. We do our best to post these every week. Can't wait to see you then.